0: Welcome back to the Microcom Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Walling. And in this week's episode, we pull audio from one of our YouTube videos where we dig in to SOC 2 compliance, everything startup founders should know. What I like about this episode is it's a compact look at the basics, the 101 and the 102 questions around SOC 2. If you're not familiar with that, it is a security certification that allows you to more easily close some large enterprise deals where they need some type of guarantee that you're not going to get hacked or you're unlikely to get hacked and lose their data. And what I like about this episode is I brought Ruben Gomez onto the show and we spend about 12-ish minutes talking through the questions that most startup founders will have about SOC 2. So without further ado, let's dive in. SOC 2 Compliance just might be the most boring topic on the planet, or I think it's probably at least tied for first. But if you're going to go after enterprise sales, it's absolutely something you want to learn about. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about everything startup founders need to know about SOC 2 Compliance. I'm Rob Walling. I've started six companies, five of them bootstrapped, written four books on entrepreneurship, and invested in more than 125 startups you might be wondering what is SOC 2 Compliance? And it's something that you need if you want to move upstream to higher and higher ticket enterprise deals. These deals can change your business, right? It's going to take your growth from growing $20, $50 per account to $500 or $5,000 per account. The thing is, as you go after these larger customers, they have stricter and stricter security policies that you need to adhere to. And so today, I'm going to dive in to SOC 2 Compliance. And in order to keep things interesting and on point, I've invited a startup founder friend to join me. His name is Ruben Gomez of SignWell. You've probably heard me mention SignWell many times on this channel, but he received SOC 2 compliance last year. And so while I have theory and research and experience through my portfolio companies, he has actually gone through the process himself. So he's gonna be an invaluable resource for us today. There's quite a few steps to get SOC 2 compliance. There's two different types of SOC 2 compliance. You have to hire a CPA to do an audit. There's a lot to it. And that's why we wanna give you an overview of the steps in this video. But to get started, I asked Ruben why he considered getting SOC 2 compliant in the first place.
1: We, being a e-signature solution, we deal with a lot of really, you know, private and sensitive data for organizations. Then early on it was self-serve, but we wanted to reach larger organizations where being SOC 2 compliant is important if you wanna close those larger mid-market and enterprise deals.
0: Do you think you could get those enterprise deals without SOC 2? Like, can you implement your own internal policies?
1: Yeah, you you can definitely get some of those. There might be some deals that would be really hard to get or impossible to get without it. Uh, but in some cases, you can. I've talked to some founders that have not had it and have been working through getting some deals. And usually what you have to do is just get a, a custom contract uh, with an attorney, draft that up, get them to be okay with it. Uh, so there's extra work. Even if you can get some deals without it, uh, with it, for us, it just makes certain deals really easy. You know, They'll come to you with like these questionnaires and all these all these uh, requirements on the security side. Sometimes we could just give them our SOC to uh, report and it just cuts down on a ton on the work.
0: Next, I asked Ruben about the difference between SOC 2 Type 1 and Type 2.
1: So Type 1 is basically just a lot less in-depth, a lot less controls and requirements and, and, uh, compared to Type 2. Type 2 is, will take a lot longer to get. It'll be a lot more expensive and there are a lot more controls involved in Type 2. So it's just more in-depth and larger organizations uh, sometimes will, will want a Type 2. Which one did you choose and why? We went with Type 2 because we knew that we were gonna go mid-market in enterprise. So we wanted to jump to that. I do know some people that do Type 1. After talking with uh, some auditors and some people that had done it, it just seemed like it was easier and better for us to go straight to Type 2 and not you know, spend all that time on it.
0: Obviously cost is a big concern for any startup founder. And so I asked Ruben how much he spent getting SOC 2 compliant. How much did it wind up costing you?
1: I would say around forty thousand total. I wouldn't say that forty thousand is what it, it'll cost everybody. That's just including stuff that was maybe unique to us on the technical side, right? So I'm bundling all that in. So it was somewhere around twelve thousand for uh, the compliance software that we use that helped cut down on a lot of time, called uh, Vanta. Let's say fifteen thousand for. Auditors, they uh, try to hack into your system, tell you all the vulnerabilities for uh, penetration testing uh, included. And then, you know, our time, of course, and probably the rest was development technical.
0: Like internal costs, paying your team members and such.
1: Uh, We actually outsourced a ton of that work. So somebody who was helping us we had a super simple uh, setup on just uh, AWS EC2, like one, you know, everything bundled in, into one server. It's not part of the requirements, but there's some very high level things. They don't dictate like technically you need to do these things. What they say is like you need to have some sort of uh, redundancy, uh, you know, worry about availability and all that stuff. So we went about it a certain way, not just for SOC 2, but also for, you know, for running our business and scaling.
0: Yeah, I had heard some estimates, general like 20 to 30,000 mm-hmm. all in, and so it makes sense that if you may have had more engineering work to side. do, yeah, I could, yeah, I could yep. see that pushing it to 40 pretty easily. Competition for great talent is more challenging than ever. Almost every startup I know struggles to hire fast enough to keep up with demand. In order to hire faster, you need a trusted source of pre-vetted candidates. Lemon.io is that source. They have an extensive network of engineers from Europe and Latin America, and every candidate has been tested and interviewed by their team. You're probably wondering, how is this different from hiring on your own? Number one, you can have an engineer who can start working within a week instead of months. Number two, you don't waste your time on unqualified candidates. Number three, you'll have easy access to global talent without going through dozens of job boards. And number four, it's more affordable than hiring local talent. So if you need to expand your engineering team or delegate some of your engineering work, use lemon.io. We have a special discount for fans of microconf. Visit lemon.io slash microconf to receive a 15% discount for the first four weeks of working with a developer. That's lemon.io slash microconf. In addition to money, time is a huge factor, the amount of effort. So I wanted to ask Ruben how long it took SignWell to become SOC2 compliant.
1: That also, I think, varies a bit depending on what you have to do. And for us, we had to do more technical stuff. So I would say the non-technical stuff, probably about two weeks, two and a half weeks or so. And that that's pretty fast. I think using um, it helps to use something like the software that we use. Like there are a lot of different solutions out there nowadays. And then on the technical side, we probably had about two-ish months of work. On top of that, so I don't know, all together, maybe around three months, we were all um, set. And the way that it works is that you get to a point of where you can start a monitoring period. Then they start monitoring you in the first year, uh, instead of going an entire year to where they monitor you, you can choose to do just like a short monitoring period like a three-month monitoring period and then get your SOC 2 report so it's not like you'll be ready in a month or two months and then you know they they audit you or anything like that you actually have to be ready start your monitoring period and then um you know they'll take like a month and a half to to review everything and, and give you your report
0: and that's type two right i've heard estimates like type one you could get in a, in a month or two and then type 2 was more like three to twelve months or something That was kind of a range I got that off the internet so take it for what it's worth.
1: yeah no that sounds that sounds about right. Type 1 would be much faster and that, you know that's partly due to what's uh, required uh, the differences between part uh, type 1 and type 2. There are also five categories in, in type 2 so uh, depending most people just do one category or a lot of people do one category which is security we we did a security availability and confidentiality. So all three, so a little bit more work there, even on the policy side, training for everybody. Uh, We also bundled in HIPAA, HIPAA compliance at the same time, because there was so much overlap with those three categories. It added a little bit of time, but not that much time.
0: And of course, a question on all of our minds. I wanted to find out from Ruben, if all of it was worth it. Now that you're through it and you've spent the money, you spent the time, would you say it was worth it?
1: Yeah, for us, it has been, like I said, It's definitely helped us close uh, some bigger deals. It's also just made it easy for, for, uh, for other deals that we probably would have gotten, but we would have spent a lot more time doing it.
0: As we wrapped up the conversation, I was curious if Ruben thought that he would have been able to become compliant without a service like Vanta. So I know that you need to pay a CPA, an accountant, to do the audit, right? There's no way around that. And you need to create the documentation or pay someone to do it. You need to have all the technical work done or pay someone to do it. Aside from that, and I know you used Vanta, the software, it's kind of like checklist software that monitors and does all the stuff that you've said. Could you have accomplished it without a Vanta, you know, product like Vanta? Or is it kind of a a necessity or maybe a no brainer mm. at this point to use a service like that, even though you said it was ten or twelve thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, so you definitely could have done it. People were doing it before these, you know, these uh, systems existed. It's similar to like when GDPR came out, we hired somebody that was an expert in that. It was just a very manual thing. They had a bunch of spreadsheets. They wanted access to systems. So I would imagine it would be the same sort of thing. It would just take longer uh, to do it. I feel like it's kind of a no brainer if you have the money to do it that way. I'd have a difficult time going without a, a system like that. Not just because the, the software they put into all your systems, they do all the monitoring, they spit out reports, make it faster and easier on that side of things. But they also handle onboarding for employees, offboarding. They give you templates for policies. They for us they recommended auditors and auditors that knew the system. They recommended people for penetration testing, all that stuff. And you can actually ask them questions when you're uh, when you're in the middle of it, like, oh, I don't have an auditor yet, but this is what we're doing. How do you think we should handle it? They'll, they'll, you know, they'll not try to say, well, you need to talk to an accountant or, you know, somebody else, they'll they'll just answer your questions.
0: Actually helpful, yeah. And for folks watching, you know, Vanta is the right. one you used, but there are a lot of them. There's SecureFrame, Drata or Drata, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, Sprinto, Audit Board, yep. and many others. Awesome. Thanks
1: Ruben, thanks for joining me. Yeah, of course, thanks.
0: SOC 2 compliance is obviously a very big topic and it would be very difficult to cover all the nuances in a YouTube video like this. That's why at MicroConf we've created an article all about SOC 2 as well as a checklist that you can reference. If you head to microconf.com and click latest in the top navigation, you will find that article. If SOC 2 is something you're thinking about, you're probably looking to sell to enterprise customers, which can be hard, especially when you're bootstrapped or mostly bootstrapped. Enterprise customers will have a lot of questions that you wanna be ready for. And in order to do that and be prepared, check out this next video to make sure you are ready. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'll see you in the next video.